This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about four different types of freedom time, financial, location, health freedom. And in that light, I'm always interviewing digital marketers, uh, entrepreneurs, influencers, thought leaders to bring those conversations and share those with you. So today we have a pay-per-click specialist, Ami, and she's got 13 years of experience and she's going to break down PPC, which is pay-per-click and help everybody understand it. So if you're a digital marketer, social media marketer, uh, creator influencer this episode is for you so uh Ami, welcome thank you so much for having me i'm so excited to be here <laughs> yeah it's uh it's so cool i love um i really love digital marketing advertising especially uh, pay-per-click and um so tell us more about um how you got started your story and we'll go from there yeah it's a little bit of a whirlwind i guess um i started in the industry when i was 19 i was going to school for uh, business administration with a minor in entrepreneurial leadership. And I took one macro and one micro class and went, this is not for me. Uh, and then looked at like all the credits and went, okay, where does it transfer to the most? Like that way I don't have to do that much more schooling and marketing uh, was one of them. So I went, okay, let's do marketing. Uh, <laughs> and that was really kind of it. And uh, in between doing all of that, we had one class, like literally a three hour class on just digital marketing. So email, content, social, what Google Analytics was, Google Ads. And um, for some reason, something sparked an interest uh, in my head for, for Google Ads and Analytics. Um, so then when I went off and decided to start my own company, also at 19, uh, in event planning, I was like, let's try these ads that I was learning about. And I put like $250. Um, they converted well, so I just kept on doing it as we continued working with that company. Uh, three years later, I decided that I hated event planning. It was a lot of work and you get no thanks for it at the end of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sat there and I kind of looked at everything and I was like, well, what do I want to do? And digital marketing seemed like a, a pretty good fit. So I left British Columbia where I live uh, right now and grew up and moved to Alberta. And literally started a, a whole career around PPC. So I went from spending like basically, what would that be? Like three grand a year on ads to 4.3 million. That's actually what felt like overnight. Hmm. Um, and it, yeah, and then it's just snowballed into freelancing and an agency now. So it's been a, a pretty cool experience. Yeah, very fascinating. Um, and uh, I'm always fascinated with um, kind of, uh, I wouldn't say you're an accidental entrepreneur, but you you stumbled upon something and you went into it and you grew it um, which is you know very inspiring so you know for the listener out there tell i guess you tell us like just basically ppc for beginners like you know what are the big platforms uh, how to get started you know we'll go from there yeah so pay-per-click or ppc is essentially how it sounds you pay per click so 
your ad goes up and the moment that you pay for it is when somebody actually clicks through the website. So if somebody sees your ad and they don't click, it's kind of like free brand awareness type of um, ads. There are instances where you would pay per impression or every time somebody sees an ad, but uh, the most common billing, I guess, way or the common way you're going to get charged is by click. Um, the biggest players in the game right now are essentially Facebook, Instagram, Google, and then LinkedIn is starting to kind of eke its way in. Um, I'm not a big fan of LinkedIn. It's very expensive. Uh, and it's really hard to understand what exactly is going to work and what isn't. But there's some really great agencies that have dedicated themselves just to LinkedIn and um, have seen really great results. Uh, my agency uh, is Facebook, Instagram, and Google. My core competency comes in from Google. I've been doing that the longest and Facebook kind of was one of those things where everybody was like, could you do it? And I was like, sure, let's try it out. Uh, so essentially businesses use pay-per-click to uh, increase web traffic to their site, which would then increase uh, their lead generation or their sales online as well. Mm, interesting. And then uh, one follow-up question to that is, um, you know, you have paper impression or paper click, and then let's say they do, uh, but let's say they just land on your, you know, website or whatever, but um, uh, what are the, in terms of conversion, like what are some good numbers, like would they actually, you know, buy your product or your service or whatnot? Uh, it really depends industry to industry really at this point. It can range from somewhere as low as like 1% to somewhere as high as 50, 60 sometimes, depending on how great your website is and how qualified that traffic is. Uh, the industry, not the industry average, but like the average conversion rate for a website sits at about 2.34. So if you look at your website and you've got the conversion tracking set up correctly, um, and you look and you see that you're doing higher than 2.34, congratulations, you're doing way better than what the average site is doing. If it's lower, then I would take a look at where your call to actions are. Um, are they telling the user what you want them to do? And is it basically treating them like they're a five-year-old? Because that's kind of what we have to do. We have to treat them like they're toddlers, very explicitly tell them what we want them to do, what they get out of it, all of that stuff, um, yeah. where I think a lot of um, website owners or business owners just go, well, I have my website, people can figure it out. They can't, they really, <laughs> they really can't. Uh, so you really do need to spell it out, but then also have multiple instances of it. Just having one call to action on your, maybe your hero banner isn't going to be enough. You need to make sure that it's scattered right through the page. Uh, so then I would look at your, yeah, I would look at your pages if you're less than 2.34 um, and then take uh, some of those considerations, put some more CTAs in, maybe double check your conversion tracking, make sure that it's actually tracking everything properly. Uh, those couple of things. Interesting. Um... And then uh, one one question I had was um, I was uh, you know I was listening to a YouTube video the other day, and they're talking about how these platforms you know they're they have shifting attention, and it'll be like you have um, it's almost like like Uber, Lyft, or Airbnb. All these like initially to get traction, they make it really cheap, and then they you know get critical mass, and then they jack up their fees. And you know, since what are your thoughts on like Google Ads and Facebook Ads and where the attention is going in the next couple of years. Yeah, it's a little unfortunate that that's how it kind of goes, but it's like supply and demand really at this point. If there's supply, like if there's demand for it, naturally they're going to increase that, that that number. The biggest shift that we've been seeing is a lot of more automation, especially on the Google end of things. 
on Facebook, it's the privacy um, laws that have been coming through that have really kind of haven't really helped. They haven't been as bad as everybody thought they were going to be, but they haven't been great either. Um, and you just really need to get more clever with the information that you're putting into Google or sorry, into Facebook. Um, so how, if you have first party data, so if you have an email list from newsletter subscribers or past customers, utilize that. That's information that you actually own. Uh, you've collected it. You can give it back to the platform and say, hey, these are the people that we want to look for. And that helps kind of round out those privacy issues that we were having. Uh, on the Google end, they're pushing more automation. They want to be able to kind of run the account by themselves. They want to basically, it's almost like they're they're trying to replace us. Um, and there's really no way for them to do it. There still needs to be a human touch regardless of the if the entire platform is automated. Uh, so what we've recently been seeing a lot of is um, a new ad format called Performance Max. And it's been performing relatively well, actually, but better than I thought it was going to, um, especially for lead generation, less for e-commerce, just because e-commerce tends to be very seasonal. So it's hard for um, the AI to really understand what's happening there. Uh, but for lead generation, you can get pretty stable with all of those numbers. Um, but what I think is going to end up happening is that because they're trying to promote Performance Max so much, they're pushing that inventory out more. Mm -hmm. So what we'll see as more people adopted is our cost per click go up, our cost per acquisition go up, and then likely our numbers in terms of conversions are going to go down as more people continue to use it. Um, so kind of the same issue that you've been talking about really at that point. It's just right now, if you have the opportunity to put in Performance Max, ride out the wave as much as you possibly can. <laughs> And then uh, hopefully they'll have something else new for us by that time that we start seeing a little bit more of a rise in the in cost. Yeah, it's interesting because they said that, um, you know, they said, you know, once you have something new or where their, you know, attention is just small and it's growing, you want to, you know, you want to double down on that and, you know, go all in and then, um, mm -hmm. you know, really maximize your ROI. It's, it's, I'm curious your thoughts on, uh, I think LinkedIn is one of the best platforms, especially for um professionals and business owners um in your thoughts on twitter now that uh you know elon musk you know i'm curious what you you know what are your thoughts uh i don't really see a lot of hope for twitter and it, as an advertising platform i've never seen hope in twitter uh it's targeting is horrible like just absolutely horrid like the type of ads that i would get made literally no sense uh, they allowed anybody to promote their tweets and then you would see those and you'd sit there and be like, I don't understand the purpose of this. And you could definitely tell that nobody in quality assurance was actually going through any of that. <laughs> um, so for me, I've almost always stayed away from Twitter. We had one campaign maybe in the middle of this year where that was like my first Twitter campaign where like they really wanted it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a very, it's kind of set it and forget it in a sense. There's not a lot of optimizations, or at least from what I could have seen. Um, and I might be wrong here too. Uh, but there, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of optimization. So you're kind of just putting in these targeting options and you're going, I hope this works. Uh -huh. uh, and then also the conversion tracking side of things, I found that relatively difficult. It didn't need to be as difficult as it was. Um, so I, yeah, I'm not a fan. Even as an organic platform now, like it's just, no. I mean, what did it, it went from $44 billion valuation to eight in what, two, like two weeks? Like that's not a, that's not a good sign. That's yeah. not a good sign. Yeah. It's, it'll be very interesting to see what comes about Twitter. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm really curious and, you know, Elon has so many different ideas and, 
you know, uh, what, what about, uh, for example, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Pinterest, you know, Snapchat, all these others? Uh, all of the other platforms have a play or like a place in, in advertising. Pinterest is really great, especially if you're trying to target um, direct to consumer, but very visual products. So like uh, things for your toddlers, because we see a lot of moms just pinning random things for their nursery, things for like nail art, uh, clothing, that kind of stuff works really, really well on Pinterest. Uh, Snapchat, I feel like it's more of an awareness type of piece where you really just want to generate a little bit more brand awareness for everybody. Uh, what are the other platforms? Oh, Pinterest. Uh, TikTok. TikTok. TikTok actually is the one that I'm probably the most excited about. It's mm-hmm. rival or rival, rival link to, uh, <laughs> to mm-hmm. Facebook. Uh, and initially when it first came out, uh, they had like a pretty high minimum cost. I think it was like $10,000 that you had to spend. Otherwise you weren't allowed on the platform. And naturally, they've obviously decreased it as they want to be more accessible to advertisers. Um, but my biggest issue with them was that they didn't actually have conversion tracking set up properly. So it was like you were basically just shooting out ads and hoping for the best. Since then, they've actually added that in. So about six months, maybe I want to say maybe a year, um, yeah. they've added that back in. So it's actually getting to a point where it actually could take Facebook out. And if we're really looking at stats um, against Instagram and TikTok, Consumers are still consuming 10 times more content on TikTok than they are on Instagram, um, which says quite a bit. So really at this point, I think people gravitating towards TikTok makes a lot more sense, especially if your demographic is a little bit younger in that Gen Z millennial side of things. Um, So yeah, I still think it's fruitful. And even for like the older demo, like they're still there. My mom watches TikTok all the time. Like she loves it. So at this point, it's not to say that we can't target an older demo and not find success in it. It's just a matter of knowing that predominantly it's Gen Z and millennial right now. Yeah, interesting. And so, you know, you you obviously have a lot of experience, you know, you kind of look at the trends and lay in the lands. I think, I think especially social media marketing, digital marketing is, you know, very competitive and fast moving. How, how do you, how do you position yourself? How do you help clients? You know, what do you do if clients are interested in reaching out to you? Uh, So for us, we predominantly do Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Google. Uh, My favorite platform is Google, always will be, uh, (laughs) regardless of what they do to us. (laughs) Um, And I just, it's only because it's really the only platform that I feel has remained stable through the years, even with their little adjustments and taking information away from us. Um, It's still been relatively a, a great platform to use. There's not we're not waking up one morning morning to discover that we've lost everything. It's waking up one morning, getting fair warning from them and then sitting there and preparing for all of it. So I really appreciate that from Google, regardless of everything else. Um, and then in terms of, of how we help, I guess people is literally just taking over that side of their business. Like you go manage what you're supposed to be managing, which is running your company and doing the thing that makes you happy. Bring over the account to us. I will take care of it. It makes me happy Um, because it can get relatively complicated, especially with Google ads. There's so many factors that we have to kind of consider that um, staying on top of it can be very, very hard. Uh, So we work with clients on a month to month basis. We ask for a three month guarantee first, just because we need to figure out what that baseline looks like. And then after that, it's just 30 days. It's relatively easy. We try to take care of uh, everything as much as we possibly can. So that way you literally just hand it off to us and you you go off and, you know, do your thing and we take care of everything and we do 
our reporting. That way you're aware of what's happening. Phone calls whenever you kind of need them, um, that kind of thing. That's sort of, that's, you know, background support. And then what's interesting is, you know, you open up your, your, uh, your social media account and all of a sudden your traffic's, you know, double, triple, quadruple, and, you know, your sales and, you know, uh, you know. so how can people follow you on uh, your social media, your website, I know you're, and uh, contact you? Yeah, uh, so our website is hopskipmedia.com. Uh, the platform that I like directing everybody to is Instagram, just because we create content there the most. Um, and especially if you want to learn more about Google ads or just digital marketing in general, I really do believe it's a great resource, not to like toot my own horn, but I do believe it's a great resource and that's AdWords Girl. And uh, to reach out to us, it's literally just through the website. We've got a couple contact forms, so you can easily just fill in a form and uh, we'll be in contact with you within about 24 hours, unless it's a weekend, obviously. Yeah. And for um, all the audience out there, listeners out there, uh, Amit's Gave so much advice, words of wisdom. Hopefully you got something out of it. Be sure to follow her on all her social media, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, and check out her website. And uh, with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. And it was a lovely episode. Thank you so much for having me.